Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast. I'm your host, Jack Jones. It's NCAA tournament time. We have the best two days of the year coming up Thursday and Friday for the round of 64. I'm sure many of you listening will be taking work off for it. Some of you will even be flying out to Vegas, which is always a good time and a wild atmosphere for the games. Uh, Brandon Lee and I will be giving out one free pick each for Thursday and Friday. Brandon and I had a tremendous football season with our free picks, and now we're looking forward to uh, making you some money in March Madness. Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, man. It's good to be back and uh, excited for uh, tournament time this week. Yeah, there's nothing better, really, those two days. It's 16 games apiece. Uh, <laughs> there's just nothing better, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. So uh, we'll start We'll start out with the free picks here, and uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll each give a sleeper and uh, that maybe could make a run to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 and beyond. We'll also uh, give a final four picks in our national championship winner. Brandon, what's your uh, free pick for Thursday? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, to the West region and lay the 11.5 points uh, with the Wolverines against Montana in the 3 versus 11 matchup. Uh, Michigan went on an absolute tear to close out the regular season. They won their final nine games, including four games in four days, uh, to take home the Big Ten tournament title, uh, doing so by knocking off Michigan State by nine and Purdue by nine um, in the championship game. Uh, Montana won the big uh, sky regular season and tournament titles to punch their ticket. I I just don't think they are any match for a team like the Michigan. Uh, Keep in mind, they played Penn State um, in non-conference play out of the Big Ten. They lost by 13 in that game. And and, while that's a decent score, I I don't think Penn State's all that good and certainly not as good as this Wolverines team. Uh, Big thing here for me is how they match up. Uh, The Grizzlies are a team that rely a lot on half-court pressure to force turnovers and are much better at defending in the paint than they are in the perimeter. That plays right into the strength of the Wolverines. Uh, They take exceptional care of the basketball and and are one of the more deadly teams from uh, beyond the three-point line. So they should be able to get into their offense relatively easily here and uh, put up a lot of points. And I just don't think uh, Montana is going to be able to keep pace uh, unlike most teams nowadays, they aren't all that interested in jacking up three pointers. Um, you know, their entire focus offensively is, you know, they want to pound the ball inside. That's a good recipe for success in small conferences like the big sky. Uh, but it really makes it hard for these teams to compete against a team like Michigan, uh, who is especially, you know, when that team is, uh, really good on the defensive side, like the Wolverines, um, you know, I, I think this 11 and a half spread isn't enough. And I got Michigan winning by 20 plus here. So uh, I'm going to lay the points on this one. Yeah, I think Michigan's definitely a Final Four contender with their uh, 9-0 finish there, 8-1 and against the spread. Definitely impressive. And it's definitely a reasonable price here against Montana. You mentioned that 13-point loss at Penn State uh, Montana had. And they also lost by 16 at Stanford. And Michigan is far away, far and away the best team that we'll have faced all season. So I'm with you on this one, Brandon. Awesome, man. Glad to hear it. Who you got on Thursday? I'm going to go uh, with a number one seed. I'm going to take Kansas minus 14 against Penn. Uh, the Jayhawks played, played their best basketball down the stretch. 
Uh, looked like their Big 12 regular season title winning streak would come to an end, but then they gutted it out. Went eight and one straight up, th- six and three against the spread. Of their final nine. Um, they cruised through the Big 12 tournament, winning all three games by double digits, uh, which is impressive against uh, arguably the toughest conference in the country this season. Uh, They did it without their star big man, Yudoka Azabuke. Uh, I think that experience playing without him will benefit this team in the NCAA tournament. Um, But now Azabuke is expected back. Uh, It really got their guards going uh, in the Big 12 tournament, and they they showed what they could do even without him. Uh, I think Kansas definitely getting overlooked among the number one seeds. Uh, That's kind of evident here with this 14-point spread. It's only the second time in NCAA tournament history that a number one seed was favored by 15 points or less against a number 16. In fact, number one seeds favored by 20 or less are a perfect 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven tries. This is just too short of a price to pass up. Give me Kansas. Yeah, I love that stat there. Um, but uh, while I don't love uh, the Jayhawks, uh, I mean, at least not yet. I'm still, you know, going through a lot of the games. I, I would definitely lean that way if I had to take a side here. I, I think there's been enough talk about Penn being, you know, the first potential number 16 to knock off a number one that, you know, Kansas isn't going to overlook this game. Not that they weren't going to take it seriously, but, I, you know, a lot of these one seeds can come out a bit flat in the against the 16 just because of the success that they've had over the long run. Um, the, I know the Quakers come in shooting lights out over the last month, um, which is scary. And I think a reason why a lot of people like Penn uh, but this is a big step up in competition. Uh, with all that size and athleticism, Kansas, you know, it's going to be hard for Penn to get easy looks on the offensive side, and uh, you know, especially down low. And that's a big problem, you know, because this Quakers team isn't a very good shooting team. Uh, they they don't have hardly anybody that really hits the three ball that well, at least consistently. And we've seen this team go on some long scoring drafts this year. Uh, I think a 28-point loss to Villanova early in the season uh, really um, is a good indicator of how this one will go and just how uh, short the price is here And I, on the 14 points. I feel like this should be at least six points higher, so the value is definitely here with the Jayhawks. Yep, and uh, I definitely saw that Villanova score as well, and that was another reason uh, I liked it, so thanks for pointing that out. Um, Brandon, uh, let's head to Friday's action and uh, give us your free pick for Friday. All right, I'm going to take number 13 seed Marshall to cover the 12-point spread against number 4 seed Wichita State in the East region. While I really like this Wichita State team and think they could go on a deep run here, I just think they're getting too much respect against the Thundering Herd. Uh, Marshall caught fire and won the Conference USA Tournament to secure an automatic bid to uh, the Big Dance. They finished up 10-2 and over their final 12 games, uh, beating a lot of the top teams out of their conference. And they're easily playing their best basketball this season when it matters the most. Uh, the Thundering Herd are led by head coach Dan D'Antoni, uh, who is the older brother of Houston Rockets head coach Mike D'Antoni. Uh, just like his younger brother does with the Rockets, D'Antoni has Marshall. Uh, Marshall's offense built around the three-point shot. Just about every player in the rotation is capable of knocking down a three-pointer. And that's evident by the fact that they have seven guys shooting 33% or better from long distance. That the outside shooting is why I think Marshall is going to be able to hang around here and uh, keep this one within the number. One of the big weaknesses uh, Wichita State has had this year is their three-point defense. Uh, they allowed the third highest three-point percentage of, of any team in the AAC this year. 
Um, I think it's going to be enough for Marshall to uh, keep this close and maybe even win outright. Yeah, man, Marshall's a tough team to prepare for with that with that three-point shooting. They attempt 28 a game. They score 84 a game. Uh, bad news for Wichita State defense that is surprisingly suspect this year. They've allowed 71 or more points eight of their last nine games, give up 71.3 on the season. Um, definitely going to be one of the most entertaining games of the first round. It will be a high-scoring fair. we got a total in the mid-160s here. That plays right into Marshall's hands. So I think they can ha- hang around here too, Brandon. Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it, man. Uh, who you got on Friday? I'm going to go with the Providence Friars plus three and a half uh, against Texas A&M. Uh, Providence is a veteran squad. They returned all five starters. Uh, that experience definitely paid off down the stretch. They were on the bubble of the NCAA tournament, but then they played their way in by going 4-2 and two straight up, 5-1 and one against the spread of their final six. They beat two fellow NCAA tournament teams in Creighton and Xavier in the Big East tournament. Then they took Villanova to overtime in the championship game. They also beat Villanova earlier this season, and uh, what they've done against those two number one seeds, Villanova and Xavier, shows they can play with anyone. I really don't like this Texas A&M team very much. They were terrible uh, down the stretch, 3-4 and four straight up, 2-5 and five against the spread. Two of their three wins came by a combined three points. They lost starting point guard Dwayne Wilson in mid-February, and they really just haven't been the same team since. They do have two stud big men that will be playing in the NBA, but their guards are some of the worst in the tournament. And guards went out in the tournament, um, so I strongly believe the wrong team is favored in this matchup. Give me Providence in the points. All right, we're bound to have disagreement on one of these. I would actually lean the other way here and take Texas A&M. Uh, and it's all about the matchup for me um, in liking the Aggies. Offensively, Providence likes to play at a very slow tempo, um, rely on their defense, and they like to steal points by drawing fouls. Uh, no team in the uh, Big East had a better free throw rate than the Friars, which is pretty impressive uh, given their slow pace of pay, place of play. Uh, the thing is, Texas A&M is a good. It does a good job of not fouling. Uh, they were the fourth. They had the fourth lowest free throw rate allowed in the SEC. Um, so I, I don't see that being a big edge here for Providence, which is going to really make it tough for them to score. Uh, the Friars also aren't a great three point shooting team. Uh, they shot just thirty two point one percent from deep and only averaged six made three pointers a game. Texas A&M ranked in the top 15 nationally in two-point field goal defense. Uh, Defensively, Providence has been really good. they got a lot of numbers. Uh, Part of that is uh, uh, in part because of the pace that they play. They don't uh, have to guard as many possessions as other teams. Uh, But what their strengths are is they're very good at defending the three-point shot, and they create turnovers. Um, Well, I think they could, you know, get some turnovers here against Texas A&M given their lack of depth at guard, uh, you know, they, they have really struggled against teams that excel at scoring in the paint. Uh, we saw that in, you know, non-conference play when Minnesota, before their big men got hurt, you know, they really dominated them inside. And this Aggies team has, like you mentioned, uh, two NBA talents uh, um, in the post. And I, I think they're just going to have their way um, both offensively in the paint um, and as well as, you know, offensive rebounds and uh, defensive rebounds, which should allow them to get out in transition, and get some easy points. So I'm going to roll with the uh, Aggies here and lay the short price. All right. You're right. We couldn't have four for four. That would have been very difficult, but we'll take three out of four. Um, I don't. I, yeah, you made a lot of good points there as far as uh, Texas a not fouling too much and, uh, you know, Providence living from the line. But. 
I don't know. It's just uh, it's just a veteran team that I trust uh, definitely, especially with the way they they're playing coming in um, compared to Texas A&M. So uh, we shall see on that one. Uh, let's do uh, some sleeper picks, uh, Brandon. What's let's see? You know, pick a team that you know either a double digit seed to make the Sweet 16 or else you know a lower seed to make a run that wasn't expected to. All right. Yeah. Um... I'm a, so basically, I, you know, I think the top three seeds, you really can't have a sleeper there. Any one through three can make the final four, or at least they should be able to if the committee does their job. Um, so I, I think Gonzaga at number four out of the West is a big-time sleeper. I know this is probably a popular pick among a lot of people, um, but I just feel that, you know, the Zags are way undervalued. Uh, this is a team that ranked um, inside the top ten in both the BPI and the Kempom as well as the AP poll, um, which means they should be a lot closer to a two than a four. Um, you know, they, they're coming off a national championship loss last year. Uh, you know, they lost some key pieces off that team. Uh, but we're talking about a team, you know, I think they only lost four times this year. And, you know, they have shown that they can get past the hump um, and reach the final four. And I, I think they have a very good shot at doing so again this year. I like that pick. I think Xavier is probably the most uh, vulnerable one seed, so they're going to meet Xavier in the Sweet 16, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him win that game um, as long as they get by Ohio State. But, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think they can make a run. I'm going to go with a double-digit seed here. Um, my favorite double-digit seed that could make it to the Sweet 16 would be uh, number 11, Loyola Chicago in the South region. Uh, I like this team a lot. They play great defense for starters, and they have four guys who shoot the three-pointer efficiently, um, and they have a stud big man inside. So they really have everything you need to make a run. And, you know, they went on the road and beat Florida, uh, upset them. Um, so they've definitely proven they can beat some uh, quality teams. And, you know, I have them upsetting Miami in the first round. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them knock off number three Tennessee in the second round. Uh, the Vols are definitely a, a streaky shooting team, so they can be beaten. Um, and the way Loyola shoots it, uh, definitely think they can beat anybody. But if I had to pick one double-digit seed to make the Sweet 16, it would be Loyola Chicago. Yeah, hard to argue with that one. I, I definitely love uh, the region or the bottom half of that south bracket. Um, you know, Cincinnati is a really good team and, you know, one I'm probably not giving enough respect to. Um, but I just have trouble – uh, you know, really trusting teams that really rely on their defense to win games because, you know, everyone is bringing the defensive intensity in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, there's there's definitely not a team in those that those eight down there in the bottom half that they can't beat. Um, and you know, who knows? You know, maybe this will be the Cinderella story. They could uh, catch a break getting uh, either Virginia, Arizona, or maybe Kentucky. Uh, right after those two teams play each other in the Elite Eight, and you know, magic could happen there. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I agree. Uh, that as far as two and two and three seeds go, it's probably the we- weakest of the two and three seeds. Um, it's either them or Texas Tech and Purdue, but I would say yeah. I would say Tennessee, Cincinnati. Weakest A lot of depends on how healthy Texas Tech is, whether they're going to be uh, yeah, able to make a deep run or not. But yeah, Purdue, Duke. Yeah, it's definitely the weakest. Um, bottom a half of a region because the top half is absolutely brutal yeah it is oh man arizona kentucky virginia uh i don't know why they punished virginia like that but um doesn't necessarily look like a a favorable for a number one seed but (laughs) especially the top overall seed 
Yeah, and especially when you look at you know Ohio State Gonzaga, you take those two compared to Kentucky Arizona. That's a pretty yeah. big difference. And then you have the weakest number one seed getting arguably the easiest route of any of the one seeds. Yeah, you got two conference champions. They got to go against um, whoever wins that game. But uh, all right, let's do our uh, final four picks here and uh, give listeners uh, who we're thinking is going to make it all the way. Uh, go all ahead. Right. Go ahead and start out with yours first. You mean just list all four? Yeah. All right. Uh, out of the South, I am going to take number one overall seed, Virginia. I know the Cavaliers have uh, disappointed a little bit in tournaments past, but I believe this is a different team, a little more offensive firepower than they've had in the past. And uh, despite you know the tough draw, I think they're going to be able to uh, advance to San Antonio. Out of the West, I am going to take the Michigan Wolverines, the team I rode with my free pick. You know, I, I think this Wolverines team has something special going. I like the talent. Uh, I like the unique style of offense they play. And um, you know, if they can get past North Carolina in the uh, round of 32, um, I think they got a really good shot to go a long way. Um, East, I'm uh, going to stick with uh, the chalk, and I'm going to take Villanova, uh, just getting past Purdue in the Elite Eight there. And finally, in the Midwest, um, which is a very difficult region to predict with Kansas, Michigan State, and Duke, uh, I'm going to write Coach K and the Blue Devils to the Final Four there. All right, man, we got uh, a couple of the same, a couple different. I'm going to go Virginia with you. I am concerned about their tough route, but I think that this is their year to get through. Um, I'm going to go, uh, North Carolina instead of, uh, Michigan. Uh, I, I was going to take whoever won that game, um, over to beat Xavier either way, but, uh, I think I'm going to ride North Carolina's experience there with, uh, Joel Berry, Theo Pinson, uh, Luke May. I think they'll get it done against Michigan, but could see that game going either way. Um, I'm going to go Michigan state in the Midwest. Uh, just that team's just loaded. They have, they have no weaknesses really. And, uh, you know, I like, I definitely like Bridges, uh, like Winston quite a bit. I think they're going to get it done. And I, I think Villanova has the easiest path, which is why I have Villanova getting in. And I actually have Villanova beating Virginia in the title game, um, mainly because Villanova has the easiest path. Yeah, I guess I didn't mention that, but I have the exact opposite in the title game with Virginia <laughs> beating Villanova. Okay. All right. My predicted score is 60 to 58. So I have, uh, Real confidence in Villanova. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they definitely feel like the safest team for sure to get there. So don't yeah. hate that. Yeah, that's the main reason. I think Virginia is a better team if they played ten times. Virginia would win seven, but um, just I just you know how tough that bracket is over there. I'm kind of hedging my bet a little bit there with Villanova. Right, and one of the reasons I took Virginia is, I mean, I think, I mean, you, I know you have them getting past Michigan State, but I have them getting past Duke in that Final Four game. I believe they're played on Saturday. Uh, they get just that one day off, and then the next day, so maybe a little hangover for Villanova off that huge win, where Virginia, I think, will have a little easier time against Michigan. But I guess you have them against North Carolina, so maybe a toss up there. Yeah, that might be uh, Virginia, one of it, Virginia's easiest games when they when they get to. Um, the final four actually. Uh, yeah, I mean they did have their way with them there in that final game or the ACC tournament. So yeah, yeah they did. Impressive. They beat them handily both times. But um, all right, man, it was fun again. Uh, 
good luck this weekend and this all week and uh, i know it's a busy time for both of us so i got to get my picks out you got to get your picks out your basketball season going pretty well yeah uh it's not quite as good as uh previous years but i mean we're still profiting um you know number one overall capper from last year i do got five plays out for thursday already uh working on friday's card should have that out by the end of the night um so uh, quite a few picks coming over the first two days of the tournament. If you're looking for a little action, I know you're going to have uh, plenty of action for them as well. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck too. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, it's been a great basketball season. Number one this year in basketball, most of the damage done in the NBA, but solid college basketball season. And uh, I'm working on all my picks tonight and hope to get them out tonight. You're you're uh, you're one step ahead of me right now, Brandon. But I, yeah, I just I got so. one day done. I got a whole other day to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a while to get through all these, but uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge and uh, hopefully providing the listeners with some winners if they do decide to sign up. But uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.